Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello, hello, and welcome back, my friends. Okay, so this episode, we're going to be talking more, a little bit more about food and body specifically because Hungry Broads is now open for enrollment. This is my small group program, and the focus is to help you stop binge eating, stop thinking about food, stop obsessing about food, stop obsessing about your body, and just finally move on from it. (laughs) So if you are someone that has listened to me for a while, you've thought like, oh, I'm so exhausted by this food thing. You know, I can never eat just one. I'm always thinking about it or burning it off or hiding it. Listen, Hungry Broads is the group for you. It is a small group. We meet once a week. It's a little under three months and it is going to help you completely shift your relationship to what you eat, how you eat, and how you feel in your body. I was reading through <clears throat> some of the testimonials that I was that I had from uh, the last round, and I just wanted to share a couple of those with you. So this is from, let me get to it. This is from Anna, and she said, uh, the question was, when it comes to food and how you feel now versus a few months ago, what are some changes? She said, it's so much less dramatic. I can just eat what my body wants and don't carry guilt and shame like I used to. I can actually enjoy my food. I can eat some of something instead of always eating everything. I'm not thinking it's the last time I'll get to eat the pasta, the ice cream, or the pizza. I can just enjoy it and stop when I'm satisfied. This is from Casey. I don't weigh it. I don't count it. I eat it. I haven't eaten as I pleased in over 25 years. I ate Thanksgiving dinner and didn't feel sick because I didn't overeat. And this was from Jamie. When it comes to how you feel around food now versus a few months ago, neutrality. I'm eating more food. I'm eating food I like. I'm becoming aware of my desire to eat more sustainably for the actions I like to take with my body. So listen, if you want to stop binge eating, emotional eating, stress eating, anything, uh, you want to learn why the hell you can't just eat a donut or a bagel or a couple of Oreos, it's like all or nothing. You're either eating it all or you're eating super clean and healthy. You're either working out like a madman or you're not doing anything and you hate your life. If you are someone that kind of falls into that all or nothing thinking with food, Hungry Broads is is going to change your life. I know that's a bold statement and I 100% stand by it. So if you are interested, we are starting the first week of June and I am going to link that up, the application interest form in the show notes. So get on over there. It's small. I keep this to less than eight people. So if you're interested, 
jump now, um, secure your spot. As soon as you pay, so let's say we have a call in three days and you're like, hell yeah, I'm in, sign me up. You get immediate access to the online content. So you can start plugging through that. And, you know, from my last round, Jamie said that was one of her favorite things was the content in Podia because it gives you time and space to listen to it. It's kind of like my podcast on steroids and it gives you time to listen to it for things to marinate. There's a large workbook in there for you to print off and work through. And it's just, it's going to start making an impact right now. So if that is something that you're excited about, the sooner you sign up, the sooner you get access to that and the sooner you can just kind of get over your food. And, you know, summer sucks to be struggling with food. Am I right? I mean, good God. I remember so many years where I wanted to go to the barbecues or the events, but then I'd start eating and it would turn into a full-blown binge and then I'd have to cancel or I felt bloated from eating the night before or I didn't want to be seen in in an outfit or I felt fat, so I didn't want to go. And it was just like never really living my life, right? A lot of people that come to me are, are hiding behind their kids in photos. They are coming up with excuses for why they can't go to things or convincing themselves of why they don't want to go. But listen, you want to go, right? You want to stop holding back because of the size of your thighs. Am I right? Like we want to get out there. We want to live it up. You want to be able to coexist with ice cream in the freezer or candy that your kids bring home and not obsess over it until you eat all of it, vowing you're never going to buy it again. Okay. That's what Hungry Broads is all about. It is a phenomenal group. Incredible people come in there. I will say if it's if you're like, I don't know about a group, most people get a little nervous about the group and every single time people love it. The people that get that come into my groups are hilarious. They're amazing and they're honest and they're vulnerable and they're raw and they're ready to really move past this. So all that weird stuff that you do with your food, you know, eating and then shoving it to the bottom of the garbage can or, you know, cramming in six donuts in the break room, hoping no one catches you or lying about what you ate or all of that stuff, the comparing the body image, it just, all of it is going to be, you're going to be with a group of people that are like, whoa, I've totally done that. (laughs) And just that really, truly get you. Uh, It's a magical space. And it is actually super fun. It's surprising how vulnerable it is and how sensitive this topic can feel and how bold you feel after, how confident you feel after, and how connected and just full of life again. So that's, that's that. If you're interested, again, fill out the interest form. Uh, you can also read more about it on my website. I would love to have you so you can move through this summer and the rest of the year just in a way different headspace around food and body. Okay, so that's that. Let's talk about the ways that I'm just like a weight loss coach. There's this misconception or maybe confusion around the work that I do. And you know, I kind of help two separate types of people, but we're going to stay on the food topic for now. So there's sometimes there's this idea, if you don't know me and you haven't worked with me, if you're just looking from the outside, that people think, oh, you're a weight loss coach. Oh, you tell people what to eat. 
or you tell people they should always just eat what they want all of the time, or you don't think that any attempt at losing weight is good. You believe people should just listen to their body all the time and eat exactly what they want when they want. You think that eating cupcakes whenever you want is great. You think that you should never have a plan. You should just always listen to your body. And that is not true. So here are some ways that I am kind of like your traditional weight loss program. Now, I haven't been on a weight loss program in over a decade, so I don't know for sure what they're like these days. But these are just some general schools of thought, guidelines that I know a lot of weight loss coaches, weight loss programs or plans fall into. And these are the ways that I relate to them. I agree. I think vegetables are good for you. I think snacking all day and eating handfuls of gummy bears and M&Ms and doing drive-bys to the kitchen 50 times is going to make you feel gross. I think water is important. I think always eating what you want, when you want, isn't a great idea. I think structure is great. I think sleep is important. And I think that this takes work. Okay, I think a lot of weight loss programs out there do that, right? They're like, eat vegetables, drink water, take rest, da 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 da. They they do all that stuff. They they say all that. Okay, that's how I fall into that. Now, this is where it really gets my goat, because I am not a weight loss coach. I don't really give a shit about your food. We talk about it for like maybe I don't know three or four calls. Listen, it, it, this is what I love about Hungry Broads too, is binge eating is the first thing to go. Promise. I promise, promise, promise. It may seem impossible. You may be like, yeah, well, for them, sure. For me, it could never happen. Again, when I was reading through those testimonials, it was all like, um, the question was, what were you worried about before you started? Could I do it? Am I too messed up? Have I been dealing with this for too long? Am I, am I, Is she not going to understand me? So that fear of I'm the only one that can't get it, everyone has it. Like we think we're so special until it comes to something that we really want and then we're the only ones that can't get it. It's like you're so special that you can't get it, but you're not so special that you can. It's weird what our brains do to me. So that fear of, you know, it not working is is very normal. Okay, I forgot where I was going with that. We're going to come back to the ways that I'm not like a weight loss coach. Oh, I was talking about your food and this is it. What you eat is one of the last things I care about. Now, I do care about it kind of immediately because the, the fact is of the situation is that if you are not eating enough food, point blank, you will you will obsess. You will obsess. You will fixate. You will binge. You will not get over your fucked up relationship with food until you're eating enough. Now, that looks different than what you have envisioned, I would imagine, because With years of tracking, counting, years of shape and fitness magazine, years of eat this, not that charts, your idea of what you should eat is likely incredibly restrictive. So we have to clean that up first. But really, truly, what you eat is kind of minuscule. It's just like such a small piece of this work. 
And that's likely the thing that you keep going back to. That's why you sign up for Noom. That's why you get a, you know, a macro consult. That's why you Google what your calorie should be. That's why you go on paleo or whatever you're doing. Weight Watchers. But the truth is you likely have so much food information in your brain that that's what's making you go crazy, right? You like sit down and you decide, okay, I'm really, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to eat this one thing. I'm going to enjoy it. And then bam, a tidal wave of you shouldn't be doing this. This isn't in alignment with your goals. You know better than this. This isn't healthy. This isn't the right thing. You should be eating more protein. I mean, it is just like full throttle. Not knowing what to eat has never been the reason for binge and emotional eating. Ever. No one's like, oh my God, I had no idea that like nine cupcakes wasn't the best option right now. Oh my God, I can't believe that a bag of chocolate chips and four heaping spoons of peanut butter wasn't like the best thing for me. I mean, nobody does that. We're not, you don't need more nutrition information. So, no, I don't tell you exactly what to eat. I don't think your food is that important. We do still talk about it because. It play obviously, obviously what you eat plays an, a role in how you feel. Duh. So I'm going to make some suggestions and there are a few specific things I tell everyone right away because that just this one thing in, in and of itself can dramatically change how you feel around food. Okay, another way that I am not at all like a weight loss program is I focus way more on how you handle stress, prioritize yourself, speak up for yourself or don't speak up for yourself. Not if you eat a bun on your burger, take a fuck ton of carbs on one day or hit your steps. Don't care. I care about how you're handling life, how you're showing up for life, how you're prioritizing yourself or why you're not prioritizing yourself. Because this is what I see and this is what I did too, where it's you shovel it all down, you bottle it all up and then the, the, the lowest hanging fruit for you, if you're an emotional eater or a stress eater, is the food. I'm just going to take it out on the food. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be the cool person. I'm not going to let anything get under my skin. When in reality, none of that is true. And you just take it out on yourself later. So that's a huge part that I am concerned about and that we focus on are how are you handling stress? How are you prioritizing yourself? Are you speaking up? Another way is I don't actually think sugar is the devil or addicting or like heroin or anything else like that. What I think is, is that years of believing that, that it's addictive, years of being fed that, years of restriction is exactly why you feel insane around it and use it to cope. So let's just give an example to illustrate this. If tomorrow the news came on, this is like such a tragic thing I'm going to tell you about. But if the news came on and they're like, listen, there's been a supply chain thing. No more ice cream ever. We're done. There's no more ice cream that is going to be brought in after tomorrow. That's it. What's there is there. People are going to lose their mind. They are going to run to the store. It's going to be 2020 toilet paper extravaganza all over again because there is the fear of it going away. There is the fear of there not being enough. So that's one reason why sugar feels 
psycho in your life or carbs, either one, right? I can't trust myself around carbs. Well, mm, that's actually not true. And I help you with that. But the other part is anytime you eat it, anytime you sit down and you have a cookie, you decide, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm really, I want to eat normally. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have these French fries or I'm going to have these chips or I'm going to have this chocolate bar. You do it. It's great. It's your, it starts off okay, but then the stuff in your brain starts happening. What I call mental restriction, where it's, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this. You can't be doing this. Okay, you can do this, but this one time, and then after this, you can never do it again. The chatter takes over, and what happens when we start feeling stressed out? What happens when we start feeling guilt or anxiety? We eat more food faster. So it's not that the sugar is addicting. It's that every time you eat it, you're panicking about never getting it again or that you're doing something wrong and you shouldn't be doing it. You're never actually eating it and enjoying it. Like how often do you just sit down with a piece of pie on a plate? I mean, God, this is an example for me. So I I used to like at holidays, I would never take pie, but I would take like an eighth of a slice when no one was looking. I would just cut off just an eighth of a slice about 19 times. And then by the end of the night, I had eaten about half of the pie <laughs> because I, and, and it's because, and I never really enjoyed it because I was always eating it like, like I was doing something terrible. I didn't want anyone to see. I crammed it in my mouth when no one was looking and I was fixated on it. I never got to actually be present because I was just thinking about the pie, the pie, the pie, the pie. Okay. So the sugar is not as much of a problem as you think it is. Okay, four, a big thing that weight loss programs do that I do not is they sell you your goal body. They're like, oh my God, before and after, wouldn't you love to look like this? Now, this is something that I do love hearing from a lot of my current clients is I want to accept my body. Ooh, music to my ears. I want, I'm done dieting. I'm done trying to force. I'm like, I'm ready to listen to my body. I'm ready to trust my body. I'm ready to take care of myself. And I think that this also just comes with getting a little bit older is that like the truth is, well, one, binging is exhausting the older we get, especially binging and purging. Two, your body isn't as receptive to like all the things that we've been doing. And but three, we just we we just kind of start to grow out of that a little bit. So when I when a new person comes to me and she's like, listen, I just I want to accept my body. I don't want to focus on weight loss. I don't want to obsess about the scale. I just want to take care and listen to my body because it's exhausting. That is what I do. I do not help you create your goal body or shove you into some ideal mold that you think you should be because that is likely a product of shape magazines, media, all other kinds of you know, information that you've been consuming. It's not actually what you want. It's how you think you should look. It's what you think you should want. So I do not help you create your goal body, but I do help you listen to yourself, trust yourself, and then own the hell out of your sexy ass body. Okay, number five. I believe that the eating is a symptom. So Time and time again, you've probably reached to changing your food in some way, an external thing. You're like, okay, I just need to end this relationship. 
then my food's going to get better. I just need to be in a relationship. Then my food's going to get better. I just need a different job. I just need to live in a different house. I just need more money. I just need more clothes. I just need, it's, no. I know, I know, I know. I wish that it were that. I wish that it were those things because that would be easy. That would just be like, boop, solved. You would have you solved it a hundred times over if it were just an external thing. Eating is a symptom. You have developed the skill of using food to cope with discomfort, cope with boredom, cope with anxiety, cope with dissatisfaction, cope with, with any and everything. We have to get to the root of what you're truly hungry for, why you're truly reaching for those things, because it is not a bag of chips, a line of Oreos, or anything else. That's not the problem. The problem is what are you truly hungry for? Why are you trying to fill this void? What are you afraid of? What's going on for you that we're not looking at? Because until we address that, it's just going to be the same cycle. Number six, I want you to add to your life. I feel like so many diets and plans and programs, I mean, your life gets so damn small because it's all you're, all you're focusing on. I mean, here's the thing. When I think back to when I was training for a triathlon, I was in the best shape of my life. Like, and, and I felt great. I was thinking about this the other day. When I went through eating disorder programs, the therapists and stuff were like, when you gain weight, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to have so much more energy. That actually wasn't true, <laughs> which is messed up, which is why this is all so crazy because when I was like, heavily restricting I was kind of like psycho and just like high on restriction in a way and so I I had a wild amount of energy and yet I was so incredibly unhappy I was crying frequently I was wondering what other people thought of me I was wondering why I wasn't included I was wondering why why I didn't feel like enough if I ever would feel enough I never went to social events because I didn't trust myself around the food or the food didn't feel safe my life was so small it was dwindled down to what I eat and what my body looks like and that was all that I had time for it was all that I could fit in and manage and that sucks that's a bummer and so I want you to add to your life. I want you to add fun, spark, excitement, confidence, bagels, naps, pizza, pasta, connection. The things that make you feel alive. Because when our life sucks, when we don't like what's going on, guess what? An entire large pizza does do the trick for a minute. I mean, it really does. It gives us, it lets us shut off all the chatter in our brain and it lets us get a hit of excitement and feel like everything's okay for a minute. But it's so temporary. I want you to add genuine spark and fun to your life. Okay, a few more here is I, we focus on letting go of what other people think. You know, it was interesting when I had that when I was running this group and I it was called the shameless diet for a while. And um, one gal I recall said, you know, I don't actually have any shame around food. And I was like, oh, OK, interesting. Well, OK. And um, she came in the group and, you know, a month later, she's like, I did not realize how much shame I had around what I ate. 
And we, we carry shame. We carry this guilt because of the fear of what other people think. So for her, she was never eating the cookies around her partner because forever they she had been dieting or restricting or on a plan. And so when she would just sit and eat in front of her partner, she's like, what's he going to think? Like, I've never done this. I'm terrified. I, I feel I feel guilty. I feel shameful. So she didn't even realize that the shame and what other people think was was coming up for her. So we focus a lot on letting go of what other people think. And a big one is letting go of this false idea of perfection and finally embracing the real you. I mean, this is another beautiful thing I love about the clients that come to me is that they've done a million diets, they've lost weight, they've gained weight, they've been around the ringer, this is not their first rodeo, and they're now at this point where they're looking at their life and they're thinking, you know what, I don't want this for the next decade. Yes, I want to eat healthy. Yes, I want to work out. Yes, I want to, you know, value my health and all of that good stuff. But I want to just be me. I want to let go of this perfection. I want to stop being so damn stressed. I want to own my decisions. And that is a beautiful part that we work on in Hungry Broads. And this is a newer part that I'm adding to this round for the first time of Hungry Broads. So previous, all my previous rounds of, of Hungry Broads has just been food and body. So this round, I'm adding in a little bit more of the relationships and the confidence piece because it's pivotal. It's, it's everything. So if that excites you, you're in luck because we are definitely going to be hitting that a little bit more in this round and just taking more responsibility for your life and, and ownership truly. So I'm not a weight loss coach. Don't call me that. Don't associate me with one. (laughs) I'm not a damn weight loss coach. Uh, but those are some of the ways that I do relate to weight loss programs. And those are a handful of ways that I do not. So If you are interested in handling this food thing, tired of obsessing, tired of thinking about it, you're just ready to exist freely around any of your food, you can literally buy the cookies and forget that they are in your cupboard. I know it's amazing and it's waiting for you. So the application is in the show notes. Fill that out. You can also read a little bit more about it on my website. The website has not been updated to include the um, new parts that I'm adding to this. So if you have questions about that, I'm happy to answer. And I hope you come join us. It's going to be great. And you can go through the summer and your holidays without all of the insanity that you feel around food. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.